1: Welcome back to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. This is one of my favorite friends that I've met working in radio. That's that's a thing about the job that me and this person do. I, I mean, we we were both working in radio, and now we've moved on to creating content online. Mm-hmm. And you get a chance to meet a lot of amazing people that, that, you, that you're fortunate enough. And, and, and that was one of the biggest things about working in this business is meeting the interesting people that you do. And uh, I'm going to bring Sirak on. So what's going on, Sirak, Buddy, not much, man. Um, everything's been pretty good, man. Except, to, except for today. Today was
2: one of those days uh, where you didn't have a what's lot. Wrong? To- what's, what's wrong, buddy? As, no, nothing's bad. It's just this wasn't supposed to be a busy day, and it turned out to be a busy day. Yeah. Man,
1: it, it, that's just how it works out, man, because I've noticed, even working in radio, I haven't been as busy uh-huh. as I am right now, when you're trying to build something, you're trying to create content and, and do it because you're, you're on your own. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you feel about it.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's like a one man show, you know, you gotta be the director, the editor, the, the, the manager, the, uh, the camera guy, the, all that shit. So it's just like, you know, it's little things that with a crew are simple by yourself. It's like, it's astronomical.
1: Now, let me ask you though, I think where a lot of people go wrong when they go out and want to create content of their own you have to hold yourself accountable because you're not working for a boss. You're not working for somebody that says, "Hey, you got to get this done." You 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 have to be that guy that's like, "You got to get your ass out of bed. This is what you got to do." And 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 when you wor- are working for yourself, nobody is there to call you out. Does that make sense?
2: Right, or push you? I mean, you, I mean, you can't fire yourself, so it's just like you know, you gotta you gotta have the mentality of uh, you know it's you know what helps a lot i always tell people is like writing shit down like having like deadlines and schedules to make you more accountable because if you don't then you're just gonna be like you'll wake up late and it'll just be like oh i'll do it tomorrow or i'll do it later or whatever the case may be but you know once you give yourself a deadline then you like okay shit i gotta get this done by friday or by thursday or, or whatever
1: now i heard a little sniffle there you either uh, did some lines of cocaine before you came on the air or you got the corona. And I, and I know it isn't, but it's weird right now because I have bad sinus problems, like allergies and, and stuff. And there's been so many times where I woke up, oh, my God, I'm getting sick. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, have you been in that situation?
2: Honestly, not until literally just now. Like having sniffled, sneezed, coughed. Like even if I feel like I got the sniffles, I'll just let the snot just roll all the way down to my lips and just suck it in that way cuz like if anybody hears you sneeze it's it's over. You got the correct. Right.
1: "Oh, get out of here." It's like it's like having leprosy back in the day where where you know, people's body parts were falling off. They were like they put them all in like a cave or a camp or something because they didn't want them being around there.
2: Don't tell people you're tired or anything. You know, like uh, I told my boss the other day. Yeah, I'm a little tired. He's like, whoa, why? Oh. Are you tired? <laughs> like, uh, I've been helping people move. You know, you got to make it like right now. I have excuses for reasons for sniffling, for being tired, for sneezing. You know, oh, I got allergies. Oh, pollen's high. Oh, um, I just came from the gym. Like you got it now. You got to have your excuses for why you don't got corona. All
1: right, there's a couple of things I was thinking about because we we've been talking recently. And we need to talk after this is done because I, I got some things and some people that I think you really need to meet that will help you in the future. Uh, but uh, your your girlfriend, I mean, can we call her a girlfriend? Yeah, I mean, okay, she's out of town right now, right? Right. Uh, okay, Mike. No, I just sniffled too, so I got the corona. Why did you look away?
2: <laughs> you hit me with that, like. All right, know, me, me this.
1: but the thing about me is, I did do cocaine before I came on. So I mean, no. Uh, but now, how long have you been with her? I mean, if I if I'm getting prying too long, um, almost three years. Okay, have you guys spent any extended period of time away okay. from each other? Yeah, like
2: two, three weeks up to a month.
1: Okay, now. I've been with girls that are very, not, not, I've never given them a reason to be untrustworthy. I mean, do you, do you have that relationship with your girlfriend you've been with for a while? Like she's not the jealous type at all. Like she can go away.
2: I don't, she's not the jealous type. And I honestly, I don't think you could be in this type of business or career. With no, some jealous type, you know, they got, I mean, that, that comes with it. You know what I mean? They just, they got to understand. So no, not at all. And even before I was doing this, like, you know, I go out of town back home, visit family for a couple of weeks or whatever. And same with her. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like the older you get, the more you really, it's, it's more important things than, you know, worrying about what someone else is doing.
1: But, but I mean, you 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 have to recognize that there are some people that are in those type of relationships. Oh, yeah,
2: right? de- definitely. But I, yeah. it's funny because, like, and for those people who are, with me, like, if you don't – if you are ever jealous or have any type of uncertainty or, you know, you don't trust a person, you just got to get out of it <laughs> at, at that point in time. Like, once you don't trust, once you're, you're, you're insecure, once you're having second thoughts – I mean, that's a sign to get out.
1: Yeah, no, and and Drew Garabo, who is on in Tampa Bay Radio, he told me this. He he said, You're not married yet. And and if she is being the jealous type, the uh-huh. type that is going to question everything you do, then you need to get out right away. I mean, not be a dick, but because Once you get married or you start having uh, bills together and stuff, it makes it that much harder.
2: Right. Right. It's almost like you just got to stay in it just to stay in it. And then like, if if you have kids, that's even, that's even worse.
1: Oh man. You know, that, that, that was one of the luckiest things. Like I wanted to have kids Mm -hmm. when I was married but I was grateful that I didn't because that, that makes it that much more difficult. Because you, I've always been the type of person, once you're married and you have kids, it's about the kids, in and, and, and my opinion.
2: Right. Everything about and, it doesn't matter anymore. As long no. as you're alive and healthy and you could put food on their table, that, that's all that matters. All
1: right. Moving on, and, and I want to talk to you about this. With, with everything that's going on in our country right now, with all the civil unrest, um, the police brutality towards African Americans, uh, and it's been a tough week, all right? Number one, we lost Chadwick Bossman, which I thought was absolutely horrible. Uh, and then John Thompson, John Thompson the coach yep. of Georgetown. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. He was the first African-American coach to win a national championship. I, I didn't even know that. You didn't know that? I didn't even know that. Do you, do you want to know some of the players that John Thompson coached? I know it was like Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing. Allen Iverson. And Dikembe matumbo
2: Yeah, yep, yep. Damn. I mean, I,
1: I, I mean it, it's just – he was that person. Right. Even me being a Caucasian, I because I, I grew up watching college basketball. I loved the NCAA tournament. Huh. And I saw how people respected him. Mm-hmm. It does what what does it do, do for the black community to lose leaders like that and, and and such a difficult time? It's
2: it's it's definitely tough. It almost seems like you know, it's funny, like when you're saying like how, how Chad uh uh what's Chadwick it? Yeah, Chadwick died. And it's just like, damn, like, this is a rough year to to be black anything. I mean, first you got the black mamba,
1: black yeah. Guys, Oh yeah.
2: Black Panther. Like, that's three, so technically, you know, we should be good from now <laughs> from now on. But
1: Oh, dude, no, don't see now what you're doing is basically you're calling out 2020 you're like oh fuck you 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 can't bring any more on this and (laughs) and 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 it could get worse man could get way worse
2: good hey and i honestly though even if it did though it's like i mean you kind of i wouldn't say numb to it now but it's just like nothing is really well let me i'll take that back i was gonna say nothing is would be surprising but then again who knows i mean it's what october september we got three months for the year and the thing is, I mean, 2021 could be worse. You know, we act like the year, it just like everything restarts on January 1st.
1: No, like, it, that's not how it is. It all runs together. That day, those New Year's resolutions and shit like that, you know, it, it's, it's just, it was just yesterday. It's not like, you, you see what I'm saying?
2: Yep, yep, exactly. It's not like nothing mattered before this. So that's why I like, that's why I'm not a big fan of like New Year's resolutions and stuff. No. It's Just like, why in the hell would I wait? to a specific date to do something that i need to do now
1: you can do it anytime man like since i stopped drinking and i and 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 i got out of the uh mental institution um i i'm coming up on a year and, and and i'm i'm like i'm down i was like 198 maybe even over 200 at the time, but like I've lost a lot of weight, but I'm actually pitting on muscle now, man, which, which I've never been able to do. Oh, have you been lifting or you just been, you know? No, you, you all cool. right. Now, did you ever see, I don't know if we've talked about this before and, and we, you know, I have bad memories from all the drugs and alcohol and shit that I've done and, and my mental, my mental illness, but um, I, I don't want to be big. I, you, you've seen the movie Fight Club, right? With Brad Pitt. And what's the other guy's name? Uh, Edward Norton. Yeah, yeah. Now, I think that is the best end shape that anybody has ever gotten for an acting role. That Brad Pitt and Fight Club. He was...
2: Oh, no, man. Because, I mean, you think of the Batman series. Christian Bale got ripped. Uh what's his name Tom Hardy got ripped playing that that Bane part. Like
1: Okay, <laughs> here, do me a favor. Do me a favor right now. Can you go online okay. and Google Google Brad Pitt Fight Club, Ripped or, you know, whatever it is, and you'll you'll see what I mean.
2: Brad Pitt yeah.
1: Club. Yeah, yeah, I know your chick's gonna come on and be like, what are you what do you want uh, Googling uh he's, he's just lean. That's it.
2: I guarantee But, but this- he – He's like maybe one seventy to
1: 170. No, no, no! He was almost down to one sixty-two at like five eleven. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's that's
2: not hard to obtain, though. You literally,
1: are, are you fucking kidding me?
2: I mean, it. How much? What are you right now? One.
1: I'm, I I'm one sixty-four at okay. six foot tall.
2: Listen, all you gotta do hit the gym for like a month. Eat fucking fruits and vegetables for a little bit, and you you will lean out just like that. Now you get you got to remember though, like you're watching a movie. You got uh, a, a makeup crew. You get, he has a, a dietitian, a nutrition, all that stuff. You know, to prepare him just to look like that. It's a certain look he has to look like. But you can easily do that. I mean, you're thin,
1: six foot. How get, tall? How tall are you, Sharron? I don't
2: know, five ten
1: maybe. Five ten, five. Okay, but. But you're really thick, though. Like, I mean, you I mean, no, Like, I've never been able to get that chest like you have a chest and you got you got big arms.
2: Yeah, but that's from years of like doing bench press and, you know, curling and all that shit and, and running and, and, and tracking. Like it adds up over time, but it's not, you know, impossible to obtain in a short amount of time if you're committed.
1: But yeah, but do you want to know why? I want to be that. I want to be strong, but I want to be lean because do you. you, do you, you were, I don't know if you knew this about me. I I played college baseball. You know that, right? I didn't know that. Yeah, I was a pitcher. I and and when you're a pitcher, it is very important for you to be flexible right. because I've seen some of these guys that are that are big. That that they can't even touch their back. Like if they they tried to reach around, and yeah, they can't even do it because they're so they're so thick.
2: No, but I'm you know, in just a sidetrack, real uh, real quick. When you're saying you were a pitcher, yeah, I always wondered like that always kind of blew my mind how like pitchers that can throw you know 90, 100 mile an hour, uh, you know, uh, fastballs and whatnot. Like they're never like. The big, like you can't pick them out uh, out of a crowd. You know, they're not the big guy. They're not the really tall guy. Like, what? What is it? Is it just a natural ability to no, build hard? No, 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 no.
1: <laughs> what? What it is? What it is? Okay. A lot of people think when I and, and and there is so much technical ability behind it. It's about mechanics. Uh, using your legs. Your legs are so important okay. when you're pitching. Okay but the way that they've always explained it to me it's like a rubber band okay, okay. you want to be you want to be able to stretch out but you want once you let it go you want to be able to spring forward like that and you can't do that when you're too bulky. It's about, it's about the tendons. It's about, it's about the shoulders, the rotator cuff, all of that, like going into it together. Like look at Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson was one of the fastest pitchers of all time. And I think he was like six, eight, six, nine. Damn. Um, and, and it's about getting that leverage, that push off off the mound. It's, it's, Hey, but it's, then, what about like people like CC Sabathia, who is, I
2: mean, look like you know, has a dad, he's just a freak, <laughs> and he's, you know, he's throwing ninety some miles an hour. It looks like he just came from KFC. I
1: mean, okay, do you want me to be honest? Um, David Wells, David Wells, who played on the Yankees, big guy, fat, he threw a perfect game, and you know what he had done the night before probably there's a lot of famous people that were hanging out with him he had been partying all night before and didn't get home until 4 a.m and that was a one o'clock game he went out through a perfect game hungover as fuck
2: but that's not surprising honestly like i hear stories like that all the time a lot of like when you're like a uh, a top tier athlete like that like Yes, prepare. Yes, practice. But like once, you know, you're at that level, a lot of them you can do whatever the hell you want, especially if you're playing baseball where you're not you're not running, you're not I mean you run you running baseball, but if you're the pitcher, you know, you're not constantly sprinting back and forth and working up a sweat. A lot of them could just go out there and just do it. Doesn't matter if they're hungover, doesn't matter if you know if they're tired, they just they have the ability to perform well in, you know, in conditions that most of us couldn't.
1: Yeah. Back back to uh, Chadwick Bosman, Did you see this story? And I and I, I did not know this. Chadwick wanted to go, and, and I forget the name of the school he went to. It was it was a predominantly uh, African American school. Yeah, you know, like a Bethune Cookman or a FAMU. What was it? Like Howard University? Yeah, yeah, it was Howard. It was Howard. Do you do you know what actor paid for yeah. his? Uh, Denzel. Yeah, Denzel did. I didn't know that. That's um isn't it sad we have to wait till someone dies
2: to figure all this shit out?
1: But let let me ask you though. Um he was going and visiting kids that were battling cancer in in the hospitals. But he never made it public. Right. And and and, and sometimes I think that celebrities and 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 famous people try to use things that maybe happen to, to bring a spotlight or attention to themselves. How do you feel that about him keeping it to himself? Um, you know,
2: I think teach his own, I think, I I don't know what I would do in that situation, but I respect it. I what I wonder is if like, you know, the crew, the film crew for like, you know, black, the movies that he's, that he's, he's played in while, Um. Uh. While well, having cancer, knew about you know what he was going through, or was it just kept under wraps to everybody besides him and his family?
1: I you, dude, you know how things get out, especially with social media. It would only take one person knowing for it to get out there. I and and I I don't think it was known by a lot of people. I I really don't.
2: I, I think it's good that he kept it private because, like you said, a lot of times when you make it public, then, you know, the letters start pouring in. And, yes, people obviously would support him, but, like, it kind of takes away from, you know, his focus on what he's doing. A lot of times people need, like, you know, like that, uh you know, I got cancer but I'm focused on, you know, making this film, you know, it's, it it helps them distract from that. But if you make it public, then you're making the film and then you got people texting you, reminding you that you have this disease remind, you know, I mean, obviously it's all good things, but like, it's just something that's in the back of your mind. And it's, it's a constant daily reminder versus him and his family knowing and him still being able to perform, you know, as an actor at, um, at the level that he's at.
1: Yeah. Um, now speaking of Denzel, have you, um, seen any of the trailers for this tenant movie coming out? I, I did not know that was Denzel's son. What? It looks just like him or sounds. Like I, I, I know that, but, but what I'm saying though, do you realize for the longest time he was not letting people when he would go to auditions, uh-huh. who his father was, uh-huh. um, and, and and I kinda respect that because the way Hollywood works, a lot of these people are like, Hell yeah, we could have Denzel's son on this movie. Right. I mean what I mean, how how do you feel about that? If you had a famous dad, would you let people known or would you want it to be on your own merit is what I'm saying.
2: You you'd probably want to be on your own merit, but I feel like you wouldn't be able to avoid it. Like he could go into an audition and say, you know, and not say anything about him being Denzel's son, but it, I almost feel like the people auditioning him would already know that that's his son. You know, it's, I mean, it's, it doesn't matter how secretive if you, tr- you try to be, people are going to find out, you know, especially these days with the internet, you can literally Google Denzel and his whole family tree will probably pop up in an instant. So it's, it's, although he probably felt like he's earning these roles, there's still a little bit of, hey, my dad's Denzel has an influence on him actually getting these roles. Cause you can't tell me that he's just naturally that good. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. I mean,
1: sometimes- I mean, who would you who would you think is the most successful person, you know, like a daughter or a son that uh-huh. had a famous parent? Cause the one the one that comes off the top of my head would be, and this is in sports because I'm a big baseball fan. Mm-hmm. Is Ken Griffey Jr. His dad? Do you uh, do you realize? I didn't even know his dad played. No. Now get this. This is a crazy thing. Junior, Ken Griffey Jr. Mm-hmm. played on the same team with his dad while his dad was still playing. Now this this is even greater. They were the only father-son duo to hit back-to-back home runs. His dad went up to bat, hit a dinger, and then his son, Ken Griffey Jr., came up to bat after that and knocked one and went yard. Do you? Th- that, that had to be planned, though. What's the now, odd- How do you do that, though? No, that is your dad, and then you. Come on, that, that shit was planned. No, but but Serrato, you can't you can't plan hitting a home run though. I mean you you just you can't plan that. Isn't that the goal every time you go up to bat is to try to hit a home run. <laughs> well I, I understand that but I mean it, it just was Yeah. It was it was one of those things. Like, I mean, how cool would that be if you were the son of a famous baseball player and, and then he hit a home run and then you go up to bat and hit a home run after him. That that that's like uh, you know what? I think that that might be the only father-son duo that can say we're the only father-son duo that's ever done that on the face of planet throughout history.
2: That's the only – what about – um? I mean, I know it's a completely different sport, but did Dale Earnhardt and his son race at the same time?
1: Uh, okay, yes. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Um. Now, okay, here, this is another one. I, I'm a humongous NASCAR fan, especially growing up here in Volusia County near uh, the Daytona International Speedway. So that year, I think it might have been 2001, Dale Senior. Now, this could have easily been set up. <laughs> but when I tell you this, this is going to blow your mind, okay? So the Daytona 500, which is the first race of the year, Dale Sr. died on the track. He got into an accident and died. The very next race that was held at Daytona, and, and that would have been February. So the next time they came back to Daytona was in, in July. Mm-hmm. Dale Jr. won that race. That
2: I don't know. That might have been like, I mean, you can't.
1: Everybody has said that. Everybody has said that that was completely set
2: up. Everyone else is driving just a little bit slower. Like, oh, here comes Dale. Hey, Dale, just let him pass you. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. But nobody wants to be that guy that, like, <laughs> doesn't let him win, you know? Like, forget that. I don't care if his dad died or, or not. I'm winning this race. You know, every, everybody feels bad. It's kind of like so what? When we were watching uh, Kobe Bryant's last game. It was like they were literally letting him score. Like, you could just tell. Nobody was trying.
1: Speaking of, speaking of Kobe, um, I, I I was I was looking at that, and a lot of people forget about that eighty one point game that Kobe had. I mean, that was pretty impressive because when I was working with Drew Garabo in Orlando, we used to broadcast at the Orlando Magic games. But get this out. The only rule was when we broadcasted the nighttime show at the Magic Games, we weren't allowed to give out the score of the game while we were broadcasting because there was another station there that had the exclusive rights. Okay, But I got to see um, McGrady. McGrady, I think, scored like 68 points that night.
2: Uh, I thought you were going to say. I remember he scored at 13 points in like 35 seconds.
1: Oh, he did that one too. But that he was on the Houston Rockets, I think, at that time.
2: Okay. Oh yeah. He yeah. The magic for a little bit, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, he was. He was there. I completely forgot. But you want to know who another? And I feel bad. Have you seen present day pictures of Steve Francis? No.
2: Oh, was he look like a, a homeless person?
1: Dude, he he looks like um, what what was that character that Dave Chappelle did? Um, the the Tyrell Biggles, the crack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Steve Francis, because uh, you, the reason I bring up the McGrady thing, because we traded McGrady to the Rockets and we got Steve Francis okay. in return, and Francis actually had some really good games that time.
2: Great. No, he was he was a great player, but you know, he, he's. I don't know, man. I don't know how these guys like have great careers, and then you see them ten years later, and they're like, you you know, they're on the side of the road, panhandling, pretty much. Like, how does that happen?
1: Well, the Magic also got another one. Now, do you remember Gilbert Arenas? Agent Zero. Bought a yeah. It, anybody. Room? But the year before he had gotten in trouble for bringing his fucking piece into the locker room <laughs> and and he and he came on the team, and he was such a bust man and you know I'm a huge Orlando magic fan. I was there for the first nBA final run yeah. and then and what? then um I mean there was a couple of games there i Who I forget you know. What's like-
2: why would you sign a guy that no, brings, Grant like, Hill? Oh, Grant Hill. I thought you meant Gilbert. Cause I was going to say like,
1: no, Gilbert, Gilbert, Gilbert. Yes. I was moving on. I was, I was thinking of the other guy, but um. yeah, Gilbert really, really stunk it up. But at the time he was like the biggest player,
2: but you, but just think about this like scenario, like, your teammate brings a gun into the locker room. Like, what does the coach say? Like, yo, when I said defense, I didn't mean this kind of <laughs> defense. Like, we got to get you out of here. Go to Orlando or something like that. So, I don't know, man. It's like these guys, you know, they have great one or two years and they get real big-headed and they just fall off the map. Like yeah, Grant Hill, when he, he came to the, the Magic for a little bit, right? What
1: would you have done in that point? Because Grant Hill was still – you know, they, they called him – Mr. Triple Double at the time because Grant Hill, he was getting the assists, the rebounds, and the points at that time. And then he had that injury. What would you do? Would you have taken the chance and signed him?
2: No. Dude, injuries, like any type of knee injury, back injury, like these they, – they last. They're, they don't go away. You can fix them temporarily, but they're not going to get better. With age, they, they're going to – unless you – I mean, even when you get a knee replacement, hit replacement, whatever – you're half the player you used to be, and you're twice as old. And it's just, you know, not only is your body breaking down, but your 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 mentality breaks down too, you know? Now,
1: do, do you realize what that team could have been? Because I, I was in the media uh-huh. at, at the time in Orlando, okay? So we got Tracy McGrady and mm-hmm. Grant Hill at that time. Mm-hmm. Do you realize – who was going to be the third mega star? That like literally, he had the pen in his hand and was about to sign the contract on the trade, but it never worked out. Oh, I'm trying to think. What year was this? I'll give you this. A center. It was. It wasn't Shaq. It can't be Shaq. No, 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 no. Uh, it, was, it was Tim. Tim Duncan. Oh, damn! Really? Could you imagine? Could you imagine that team? Like for real. Yeah.
2: But but you know that that's speculation. Like there's always that like if so and so was on this team, they would have been great.
1: Now, no, he was he was in town. But I mean, Tim Duncan, Grant Hill, and Tracy fucking McGrady on the same team.
2: I'm telling you, it always looks good on paper, but they may not gel together. Think about like. You know when Oklahoma had Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and and Harden, and Harden, and they what didn't do anything. They made to a finals, got beat by Miami. So it's just like some (laughs) teams don't necessarily have to have the best players. You need good players that can play with each other
1: well. Chemistry Uh is everything. Okay, let me let me ask you this. You're you're from Michigan. That Pistons team, even though – and that's another Magic player that pisses me off. You know that Ben Wallace, we we traded Ben fucking Wallace for some bullshit players, and he was like the biggest defensive rebounding freak in the NBA.
2: It's tough, man. Who did they trade him for? Nobody? Some.
1: I don't even remember who they got. Oh,
2: man, that's tough. But, you know – I don't. Well, it always seems like s- certain organizations always make bonehead trades. Like, like they had that player, they just give away to someone else for younger players who don't do anything. Now the Magic are good. They 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 always like you know kind of hung around. They made the playoffs this year, right? But they got swept.
1: Yeah, no, they they were playing the Milwaukee Bucks.
2: Yeah, they got swept, right? Yeah,
1: mean? Uh, I mean, dude, it it was. I still think, by far, everybody wants to talk, and, and and I will. I have the end all thing. You need to tell people. Everybody is like that Warriors team. They won more games in the regular season, but guess what? You didn't win the championship that year.
2: None of that matters, man. The, the teams that are breaking records always lose in the end. Remember the uh, the, the Patriots? Yeah, the Patriots, two
1: thousand, I think eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah, whenever that Bulls team, no, uh, that Bulls team, that Bulls team is by far the best that they've ever had.
2: I don't know, man. I, I still got to stick with the Warriors, not the seventy three and nine team. The year before that, like that team, if they would have never got hurt uh, last year or the whatever year it was where Steph and Durant got hurt,
1: we. They have they have four
2: rings right now. Four. Dude,
1: dude, every, if Draymond tries to play that. You know that that guy's getting in your head. Like Rodman would have fucking brain fucked him every game.
2: Everybody always says that they always try to compare. You know Dennis Rodman of the nineties to players of you know of this age, and I kid you not, they were great back then. But the players now, they would destroy. Every era of basketball. No,
1: no, no, dude. All right, here. I will debate you on this. Do you, I follow somebody on Twitter. Do you follow Rex Chapman? Uh, I believe so, and if I don't, I will. All right, he, uh, his pinned tweet is a video. It just It's entitled, No Babies Allowed in, in the NBA in the 80s and the 90s. And if you see... The shit that went on, yeah, oh. That was like, that was allowed. It
2: was okay. They can't do that now. It's not. That, you can't blame them now for rules that have changed. Like, imagine, uh, imagine a LeBron James back in the 80s with those rules. He would just be, nobody would ever want to play though. He would just be destroying people left and right.
1: Are you, uh, uh, Ciroc, Man, I mean, it's a matter of opinion, man. But there, listen, LeBron would have been a fucking bitch, in my opinion. Yes, he is one of the biggest, strongest players. That I mean, LeBron can play any position because he's a big dude.
2: Yeah, but but he would destroy the '80s, '70s, '90s. You you cannot. You're, you're fucking full of shit, man. LeBron is, what, 35, 36? Something like that. When you watch him play basketball, you're like, holy shit. How is that guy even allowed on the court? He's a
1: monster. Okay. Um, how many bi- – uh, this is – all right, I'm, I'm counterpointing you here, okay? There are some good centers in the NBA, but just let's, let's go through and name okay. the centers in the 90s. Okay. At the time. Big men that that would have – do you think LeBron would have been going into the paint with Robinson, uh, Ewing?
2: Bigger than David Robinson. You talk about a 6'9", 240, pounds power forward that runs like a guard, that jumps like Vince Carter, that is – I mean, he's a freak of nature. I, I mean, he, he just is. And that's just LeBron. I mean, there's other players, you know <laughs> – uh, not as close, but are pretty good.
1: Okay.
2: It's good, but he's not... Like, it wouldn't even be close.
1: Why? Well, I, I, I don't understand this. Like, I'm not... I'm...
2: You'd be like, oh, I don't... Like, you would have to recollect and be like, wow, I don't remember them being this bad.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Olajuwon, Matambo, all these big players coming in there. Yes, LeBron is built. But, and, all right, you know what, I... I I, I can admit that LeBron is a great player. He is good. But did Jordan have to go anywhere to win his championships?
2: No. And that's, okay. that's, where, that's where the divide starts, you know, as far as greatness. And I, that's what – I mean, I still think Jordan –
1: right, Who wins in their prime? Uh, Jordan or LeBron? Who would you rather have, both in their primes, Jordan or LeBron? That's
2: tough. When, when are we playing? Are we playing in the 90s or are we playing now?
1: I mean, any period. Man. Ah, Man, I don't, man. I, I, shit. That turnaround that Jordan had was unstoppable. Jordan is the better scorer, but LeBron
2: is just the overall better threat. Like, he's just.
1: Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that.
2: He could could pass. He could shoot. He could play defense. He can, you know, rebound. He can do. You want to
1: know what the most impressive thing LeBron does that I've seen him? His hustle. He never gives up. You know how many times somebody has gotten, like, a stolen pass and they got, like, an open layup and LeBron just pins it on the backboard, like, out of nowhere? They
2: lay it up. Like, it it always blew my mind when they do layups in basketball. Unless you're, like – unless you can't dunk. If I could dunk – on the norm like they can't, I would dunk the ball every single time. Especially when you see, like, a center lay it up. Like, the guy's already seven foot. Just break the rim. You know, it's, it avoids being blocked if you just try to dunk it every single time.
1: Yeah. And, and I, last question, and we'll move away from basketball. Out of all the Olympic, like, dream teams, which one was the best? It had to be the original, right?
2: Ooh, I'm going to say the redeem team. I'm going to go with that. I'm not hating on the old
1: airs. (laughs) You're not that younger than me, man. How can you not say the 92 team wasn't the best?
2: Air number two or 1B. Fuck me. I mean, think about it. Think about the – compare the two, right? So, you got MJ. You got, what, Charles Barkley, uh, Scotty Pittman – Pippen. Pippen. Who else was on there? Um.
1: Pippin got a lot of disrespect. Did you? I tell me you watched The Last Dance, right? I, I seen it. Man, Pippin was mm-hmm. not paid. I I heard what he was getting paid compared to the rest of the people in the NBA mm-hmm. was was pretty bad. But how do you sit like on a
2: team like that? That always like always wondered that in sports. You know, it's like. Yes, we're all professional. Yes, we're at the top of the game. Yes, you know, th- there's very few that are better than us. And say, for instance, I'm sitting – I'm playing for the Angels or something like that, right? And I'm a rookie, whatever, and my salary is, we'll say, like, $2 million, I don't know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you got Mike Trout, like, sitting down the end of the bench that's making, like, hundreds of millions of dollars. And this is, like, the guy – like, it just – I, I see how they could get jealous of each other, or there's always that animosity. You know what I mean? Like I just can't imagine like being having you know a teammate that's making like ten times more than I'm making, playing the same game, and he's a little bit better than me.
1: Okay, but you know, with, during during that last dance, there was another, there were two other things I saw. I don't care. I know Jordan was the leader of that team, but if I was Horace Grant. And I'm on the team playing and somebody tells me you didn't play well enough and takes my food off my plate. You,
2: I mean, we're fighting. we're fighting. I'm sorry. That's fine. Yeah. If you're a guy, we're, we're fighting. And I don't even think Jordan was the leader of that team. I think Jordan was just the best player and wanted to win the most. And I think he just knew he had to somehow will, you know, his other teammates to get on his level, but I don't think that's because he wanted to be a leader or he's seen as a leader. It's just that he wants to win. That's it.
1: Yeah. You know what, Bucket? I don't care if people are hating the basketball talk. I got a lot of questions here. Now I've read a lot and I've had theories on this. Mm -hmm. It was really, really weird. That retirement, that, that time off with Jordan Mm-hmm. Now a lot of people forget his dad was murdered.
2: Yeah, um, and the guy is supposed to get out soon. Actually,
1: oh, man, I don't, I don't know how that's even possible, man. But, but you know, Jordan was also a big, big gambler. He, he loved, and and I've read stuff. I, I, I hate conspiracy theories, but you know, some of them there's some truth on it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean. Why did they ever really say or explain why the guy murdered Jordan's father or not
2: really? It was just kind of just one of those random instances, I guess.
1: OK, but but then Jordan walks away and and I've heard rumors where there was some stuff that was going to come out and they basically told Jordan, you need to, you know, take a little bit of a break. You know, and he was like, "All right, I guess we'll go play baseball or something." And then he comes back. I, I just, it, it's just weird, man. It, it really just, it, it always seemed weird to me. A gambling debt or something, and yeah, I, I, or something can I? No, that can. That, I mean, just think about it. He has the money to pay a debt. He definitely does. Exactly.
2: So why, if, if of all people, you kidnap or you you kill? one of the, uh, the most known faces on the earth, kill his father over some small gambling debt. And is, is, is it even considered a debt if it's Michael Jordan? It's just, hey, I'll pay you back eventually.
1: Well, you know, Charles Barkley, they, they asked Charles Barkley. He was like, do you feel like you have a gambling problem? And, and, and Chuck said, no, I, I, I don't because I can afford what I lose.
2: Is that a gambling problem, though?
1: I, I mean, I mean, what do you think? Is it? I mean, if you're a multimillionaire and say you you blow, like you go on a really big bender in Las Vegas for a week and, and you're down a mill, is, is that a gambling problem?
2: Uh, I don't think it's a problem unless it's, you know, if, it's, if you're gambling a lot more often than you're not. And you're losing a lot. Well, because, I mean, is it a gambling problem if you win a lot all the time? No, I mean. It's only a problem when you start losing, right?
1: Yeah, but, I mean, if you can afford to lose it, is it a problem?
2: Yeah, if you can afford to lose it and you you know, if you go into the casino, prepare to lose what you bring into it, and you'll be fine afterwards. I don't think that's a gambling problem. You're just gambling. That's the whole point of it. You know, you win, you lose. But I think if you go in – and you're not prepared to lose what the money you bring in or if it's it's money that's for something else that you're risking then it's a problem once you start risking like other shit besides you know fun money or whatever you want to call it then i i assume that's a problem
1: i mean i i I can see that but and i've never been one of those people that are like oh they're getting paid too much they're getting paid too much no you know what Mm-hmm. A lot of these people, now there are some of these athletes that are just God-givenly talented and, right. and they, they didn't have to work as hard, but there's also a lot of these athletes that have spent most of their lives to get to that point. Exactly. And I have no problem for, I have no problem with that because the amount of money that these owners are making it, it, I think I would rather the Nobody player talk about
2: that. Nobody bitches about that at all. You know? You no, to, they don't. They make a Jones worth billions of dollars. I don't see anyone, you know, there's, oh, you, shut up, you're making too much money. Like, nah, it's it's okay. But
1: Now, now and, I, and, and I'm not pit you on a spot, or I'm not trying to pitch you on a spot, but I've always, most of the people that I have heard say that type of stuff, I've always looked at it as a very racist thing to say, because, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, there's a, there, there's a lot of, you know, overpaid white people, but I, I also think, you know, the racist type people are like, with the full acquire, they're making all this millions. And, you know, <laughs> they're one, they're to get on a knee and, 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 and protest stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Am, am I off basis or, I mean, not, I mean,
2: not 100%. I mean, but it's like, you know, people complain about athletes' salary, but they don't realize, like, a lot of that salary is paid for by the people who watch, you know, the the the, the fans that buy the tickets, the concession stands, the, the, the marketing, the, the jersey sales. Like, it's not just, like, you know, they sure get a salary from who's paid by the owner, but a lot of their other money is from things that we contribute to. And, like, you can't be... You know, you can't go buy a Tom Brady jersey and they complain that he's making too much money. You literally just paid him to... They're
1: contributing.
2: Exactly. So it's it's kind of a, a hypocritical uh, argument. Um, but I think with the whole, like, racing, I think it's just that a lot of people don't want to hear it. So they look for, you know, reasons why, you know, why they don't support it or why they do support it. You know, so-and-so's taking a knee. He should be thankful he should play football. Like, okay, you weren't saying that shit. 10 years ago when they were playing football, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's something to complain about pretty much. And and a lot of people like controversy and they sit there and they say, Oh, well, you know, sports and politics, you know, sports and politics shouldn't, shouldn't mix, which I I agree, but Uh,
1: I know, you know what though? I I really don't because I say that
2: tweets like, Oh, uh, uh, college football should be starting." Like you can't have politics tweeting about sports, but then sports can't be talking about politics. Like, come on.
1: Yeah. Now, we, you, we've we've already talked about LeBron, uh, and you were talking about hypocrisy. Now, I, I mean, I get what LeBron's trying to do, but I also find it hypocritical. With with you know, because do you remember a couple of years ago where they didn't want the players commenting on the Chinese or the China and, and and Hong Kong deal?
2: I kind of, I briefly remember that.
1: And 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 LeBron LeBron came out during that and was like, Well, you know, because he had said some stuff and then come out and said, Well, it wasn't my place for me to say this and that. And and a lot of people don't realize that China actually buys more more apparel than Americans do.
2: Yep.
1: Um, but now he wants to be up front when it comes to this. I mean, do do you
2: would you rather you know, be chastised for doing what's right, or saying how you actually feel, or for, you know, protecting the brand, I guess, the NBA brand or whatever, like LeBron's brand. I mean, what do you do in that situation?
1: No, I mean, I mean, but I, it just, it, it, look, I get what he's doing. Please don't, don't think that I'm attacking him, but huh. it, it, it's, it's like, you you you're you're acting like this activist, right. but when it comes to the money mm-hmm. that 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 can affect your paycheck, you you don't you have a problem with it then, but you don't have a problem with it now.
2: See, and and I agree. You know, if that's why it's like, you know, big believer in like hundred percenters. Like you you have to be a hundred percent
0: consistent
2: to like your cause. You know what I mean? Like you can't. Like, for instance, let's think of, like, like, a Martin Luther King or, like, a, or like a Malcolm X, right? 100 percenters. That's all they do. That's all they talk about. They'll live and die for it, pretty much. But oh, – again. Yeah, exactly. So, in LeBron's case, it's like, you know, I, I, I support what he's doing. I don't think it's a bad thing, but you got to do it all the time, 100%. If, if LeBron ever came to a point where he had to make a decision, either stop playing basketball or, you know, be this activist – he's going to struggle and he's probably going to choose basketball. So in that case, it's hard to take, I mean, I su- I support what he's doing, but it's hard to like, you know, you got to take it with a great assault, you know, you know, he's just doing it to do it because it's, it's a trend now. And that's what I hate. I hate when people only care because it's a trend. Now it's always been around a thing around don't care. Cause it's 2020 and everyone's inside. And now, you know, the media's all in your face and it's all this attention, yada, 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 a lot of, it's a lot of fake supporters. But I think, LeBron is, uh, I think he's a good role model, but I don't think he's that person that I would, you know, feel would be a good representative for a a large group of people, I guess.
1: Okay. But I mean, the one thing I will say about LeBron Mm -hmm. with, with as much of a spotlight he has on him, Mm -hmm. you really have not heard him doing anything bad. You do, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, Like, he seems like a genuine good person, though. And I
2: think he is, too. You know, I think a lot of people kind of underestimate what it is to be in the positions that they're in. Like, could you imagine?
1: 18. A lot of people forget this. He was playing with men at the age of 18. Do you realize, and a lot of people forget about this, uh, he was so good that ESPN – would cover his high school basketball games. What the fuck?
2: So he's been in the limelight for the past almost 20 years now. You know? And yeah. it's like, like I, I can't really fathom like having to, you know, double check what I say, what I type, what I write, what I talk about, who's filming, who's not filming, who's recording. Like could you imagine being scrutinized for every single thing you said that wasn't like to your family, pretty much? and like in any slip up and your your reputation is tarnished you know any little slip even if it's an accident even if they find you know a video from 1999 of you slapping a baby or something you know it's it's (laughs) it's pretty much over so i i definitely have a lot of respect for people in those positions including including the president like i i can imagine doing that like people make it seem like it's so easy like oh all you got to do is Do this. Just tell that person, fuck no, man. You're probably dealing with so much shit. I do not want that job for anything in the world, man. And I would lose my, I would just quit. I would like, hey, you guys, I'm sorry. Vice president is taking over. I'm tired of shit. Figure it out.
1: No, but I mean, I mean, just look at it though. Mm -hmm. You can look at a picture of a president on their first day in office. And when they get out, They look like they look, I'm not saying look like shit, but (laughs) no, no, I like, I'm for real. Like, like you've been gang raped on a daily basis in the showers and stuff.
2: Mr. President, wake up, wake up. We got national emergency. I'm like, oh, fuck again. Oh
1: God, (laughs) somebody handle this. But I, but I'm for real though, but it, it just shows you how fucking stressful that job is. And, and I don't, and say what you want. A lot of people, I mean, I don't agree with Trump, but I mean, you you got to understand that a lot of people they they run for the that position, but I think after about the thir- first month of like constant getting woken up and we have an emergency, you're like man, what the fuck did I get into? <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly, you can't like. There's no like trial period. You can't just be like, "Uh, is it still
1: too late to give it to the other guy?" (laughs) To the
2: other guy.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy, man. So Sharad, help. But but before you before you go. All uh, right. Yeah yeah yeah. No problem. Like they get. I mean, I know they get
2: constant like updates and stuff like that. But do you think they follow like social media and all that stuff? Like like
1: for instance, Trump tweets. But do you think he reads other tweets? He just said something. I, I couldn't do it, man, because, like, I, you know what's crazy? Like, I'm, I'm excited. Like, if I get like 20 favorites or maybe like 12 retweets, and, and I looked at it and say what you want, this dude, like, it, you'll, it'll be like, you can give it like five or 10 minutes, and the guy will already have like 10,000 comments. Like, holy shit! This is why our unemployment is so high. None of you guys are working. You they're commenting on my tweets. So. Yeah, I I understand that, but it's it, it it's it's crazy because it, it, if you look, he's got like eighty five million followers, uh, and, and 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 what's crazy is everybody. And I, 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 I would you know what I would like to see? I would like to see Trump's block list. Like like, do you think he has people blocked? There's
2: probably 85 million people. Oh, hell yeah. He has to. He has to. I would. Like, you know he, how much nonsense he, he probably has, like, in his message.
1: <laughs> so many, probably 10,000 dick pics, whole bunch <laughs> of FUs. <views. laughs> oh, you know, there, and, and that's a, great, a big, great thing about it. I wonder how many, like, fucking BBC <laughs> pics he's got, like, big black cocks to, being sent <laughs> to him. Hey, Mr. President, you racist fuck. Here's my big dick. Twenty thousand at least. Oh God, I'd have a heart attack. Oh, no, um, it, it's it's so funny, and 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 I don't I don't want everybody like listen. I I hate each side, and 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 I'll leave you with this. And and I don't. And I I talked about this week. I I've been staying away from politics, mm-hmm. but I got on Twitter the other day, and and a lot of bad stuff has been happening in this country. Mm-hmm. And it was not, it wasn't yesterday, but it was the day before. The hashtag Civil War was trending. It was the number one trending topic. Now, at first, as soon as I saw it, I was like, fuck yeah, the Captain America movie's on, you know? Uh, And and then, because sometimes when movies are playing on TV and stuff, people will be live tweeting it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, when I clicked on it, it's everybody talking about civil war we're ready to fight for one side or the other and and it really disappointed me sirant because i'm i'm a humongous history buff I, I history is my favorite subject yeah and what about you were you big into history i liked
2: science and like for some reason i liked it english just because i don't know i just it was more of a science english thing I did like history, but I didn't it wasn't necessarily my favorite.
1: So so what what I what I told people, you know, a lot of these people and and if we have another civil war, yeah, it, it's gonna be race stuff, but I think it's also gonna be more of a a class war, you know, like the rich and the elite versus the poor.
2: You can't like it can't be you know, a lot of people, like you're saying, it, it can't really be race stuff because it's just like you wouldn't you wouldn't know what side to even like. No, it's it's, no. it's not like a lot of people like like a lot of black people live here. A lot of Spanish people live here. Like it. everything's mixed together. So it's I mean, what are you
1: just asking people what sides you're on type deal? <laughs> like how does that work? Yeah. Hey, Sira, uh do you know what the number uh, the significance that the number 620,000 represents?
2: Uh, I'm going to say... I have no idea. I was going to say illegal immigrants, but I could be wrong. Now,
1: that was the, that was the uh, death toll in the Civil War, which, wow. is, which is the deadliest conflict our country has ever been in. The, the next closest is 400,000 which was World War 2. Jesus. Uh, and 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 what I what I tried to tell people is be careful for what you wish for because a lot of these people that are talking a big game right now, the ones that are fanning fanning the flames, I don't think they would be able to stomach it if yeah. if if it did happen.
2: You know the guys that to and oh i wish somebody would i got guns come in my house like like you've never even you've never been in a war you've never you've never been in a fighting i like how people who've never ever experienced things that they think they're prepared for if that makes sense
1: now think and this this was this was what i said in closing now that's six hundred and twenty thousand.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: that was back in the day where they did have revolvers and stuff where you had six shots, mm-hmm. but the rifles and stuff were usually like single shot action. Right. If they killed 620,000 people back then with all the guns that are here in this country, it's six what million. do you think the death toll would be?
2: Probably 6 million around
1: that. Yeah, it, it, no, it 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 would be and and I think people need to realize that and and I'm not trying to get too preachy but but I think history is important for us because you know we lost that many people back in the day over over dumb shit. Mm-hmm. What I mean, what do you I, I can I could only imagine what it would be like right now.
2: I mean just look at other con- look at like you know, like over in Syria, right? Now,
1: were- Syria would Syria would not even touch what we would
2: do. seeing the the, the the damage and like how serious and how quickly things can happen, you know, just falls apart after that, and you know and we're all living comfortably in, in our nice homes, and you know roads are intact, and buildings are there, but like the shit could hit the fan really fast, and you know a lot of people watch these people yeah. and they think they know what it's like, but they have no
1: idea. It only takes a few moments, uh, the perfect scenario to, to move things over, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. So I, I, do, I do have to wrap this up. My producer is checking me out. But uh, I didn't mean to get too deep. Tell everybody where they can check you out, right, Um
2: Definitely check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts. It's the weekly review. Uh, same with YouTube, same title. No, actually, I think on YouTube it's this week's review. And check out my Instagram. Is at good Vibes underscore, in, underscore, in good times. Boom, and I'll, I'll put I'll put a link in for uh uh when I, I'll post this too as well.
1: Okay, and uh, I'm gonna hit uh, you free later. I wanna hit you up. I I got some things to discuss. Yeah, anytime. All right, Gerard, man, I love you, buddy, and and I I let me know whatever I can do. Gotcha. All right, dudes. All right, man, bye. Peace.
0: And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey. Don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Share, like, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315Live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast was brought to you by Total Wireless of Palm Bay, StitchYouUp.com, PocketPairClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions, Facebook.com slash CCA Productions Presents. Show voiceover services brought to you by jcvoiceoverservices.com. That guy's got a goddamn sexy voice. You should hire him. If you want to help support the show, slash Tuttle on the Radio. Comments? Concerns? You want to let Tuttle know he's being a dick? Go to Tuttle at gmail.com. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two D's.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast.
1: what going on